What's with Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew is like a zipline of incredible flavor directly into your brain. Mountain Dew is like getting punched in the mouth with pure neon refreshment that creates a neural explosion sending flavor shards of electric brain pulses into your very core of being. Okay, maybe that's a little over the top, but you get the idea. The fact is, the mind-bending challenge of describing the taste of Mountain Dew is way harder than just experiencing it. That, of course, is easy. Just grab a nice cold dew, crack it open, and toss them back. Mountain Dew. Do the dew. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Self-Made CEO Podcast. I am your host, Adrian Finch, and this is episode 44. Today, we're talking all about working from home. My tips and tricks. Luckily, this is something that I am now a complete expert on. I have been working from home for three years full time. And even though I've had other random gigs and I've worked, you know, a little bit for other people or done projects and I'm out of the house sometimes, overall, I completely manage my own schedule. And this is something that's not intuitive. It's not normal if you're used to going to an office and having, you know, a to-do list that maybe a boss or someone else kind of determines for you. This is super unnatural. And obviously with the current state of the world, a lot of you guys are probably working from home or doing schoolwork from home, doing online classes. So I really think today's episode will help you guys to just stay calm, stay sane, and also apply some of these tips that I have for working from home that will absolutely change the way that you are productive. So without further ado, if you guys want to hear my tips for working at home, stay tuned. My name is Adrian Finch, and I believe wholeheartedly that anyone from any background can create the success and happiness that they want. With my proven productivity hacks, business tactics, and a little mindset coaching, this podcast will unlock your greatest potential and transform you into the CEO of your own life, business, happiness, and success. So what are you waiting for? This is the Self-Made CEO Podcast. Oh man, you guys, this is just, what a time. So I am recording this on March 17th, 2020. If anyone is listening to this in the far, far future, I just gotta preface this by saying we are in an absolutely insane time right now. If you guys are listening to this now, you obviously know we have been hit with a pandemic, the coronavirus. It is I have never in my lifetime and not even in my parents' lifetime has there been something like this where so many businesses and, you know, cities have just completely shut down. It's insane, but it is what we need to do. It's for the best. It is so crazy. I don't even know how to explain it. I don't know what to really say about it because it is just so not anything that I've ever experienced and not anything I'm used to. Um, And I have mixed feelings about it. Of course, I'm so sad that this is happening. I feel so terrible for anyone who's affected. And obviously, I'm just trying my best to stay healthy, stay safe, and to not potentially spread this to anyone else. So I am currently practicing my social distancing. And I have been, you know, in my house, I guess you call it self-quarantine because no one told me to quarantine, but I have decided to quarantine myself for the last two days. Um, And that's pretty much what we're advised to do. And so because of this, most companies in the U.S. right now are sending employees home. They're either shutting down, they're having people work from home. And same with colleges. Colleges have shut down. A lot of them are finishing up online. It is madness. But you guys, what a better topic for me to talk about than 
working from home because this luckily is already my expertise. I've worked from home, as I said, for the last three years. I have also worked at companies, so I have both experience actually working remotely and working at at an office. And I've had some jobs that were a combination of both, going into an office and also working remotely. And let me tell you, I have learned so, so, so much in the last few years about working remotely, about the communication that needs to happen, about the discipline and the scheduling and the planning. And you know, I'm not perfect at it still. I learn new things all the time about my own habits, about my own discipline and, you know, how I work best. So a lot of this is a process, but luckily most of you probably won't be working from home permanently. So you can kind of take these tips in stride and apply them to your life right now. Hopefully it won't last that long, but I do also want this episode to be able to be helpful for anyone in the future or anyone right now who does work from home permanently or wants to start working from home permanently um, or anyone who's ever thinking of doing so. I think this will be helpful and pertinent to literally anyone uh, trying to accomplish anything. So we're going to focus mostly on just the working from home aspect, not so much the actual social, social isolation and like being stuck and things to do at home because I do want this episode to be relevant for everyone at any time that they're listening. So without further ado, we're just going to jump right on into my top working from home tips. I'm so excited to share these with you. So my first tip, you guys, is to transition your space from a space of pleasure and fun and, you know, relaxation to a place of work. One of the biggest struggles that I faced in my earlier years of working from home was that I used to do work from my bed. Um, I didn't have a proper desk in my room and my apartment was pretty small. So I had a dining room table, but I usually, you know, used that to eat. And I just, I would just do work from my bed. And I think the biggest struggle that I would face is being able to separate work from pleasure and relaxation. And what would happen is that the stress from my workday would leak into, you know, my evenings or, or my early mornings. And I wouldn't ever feel this sense of relaxation because I was just bringing that stress with me. I was being stressed out or not even, you know, work isn't always stressful, but just I was in work mode and thinking about work in my environment that is supposed to be relaxing, that's supposed to be cozy. And so I highly, highly recommend, whether you have a small space to work in or a large space, I recommend transitioning it very intentionally from a place of work and potential stress and potential you know, frustration or whatever sometimes comes with working um, to a place of just calm and peace and joy and something that feels like home, right? So number one, I recommend not working from your bed. Just really try not to if you can. My bed always just made me want to fall asleep. I was too cozy. I felt too relaxed. It was really hard to be productive. Even if I was working on stuff, I felt like it was taking me a really long time to get anything done. And it's just because I'm used to relaxing in my bed. And then on the flip side, at night when I would go into bed to go to sleep, it'd be hard to, you know, keep my mind from just racing on everything that happened during the workday. So What I recommend if you can is to set up a designated workspace in your house that can be kind of your little office for the time being and whether it's permanent or whether it's just during this particular time, um, setting up a space can just really, it really tricks your brain into thinking, okay, when I enter this zone, this is work zone and you get way more productive because you're in that zone. When you leave that zone, you are now in home zone. You're not in your work zone and you're, you know, you're back in your distracted normal life zone. Um, So I recommend, obviously, if you guys have a separate room, 
anywhere where you can close a door. Obviously, that's number one, but not everyone has the luxury of having that. So even if you just have a table, a dining room table or a kitchen table or a counter or any sort of table that you can kind of make your workspace for the time being put your laptop all of your electronics maybe a notebook a candle like whatever you want in your workspace that feels like hey when I'm sitting down at this table this is my workspace and I'm only doing work and I'm being productive and when I'm done working I'm going to get up and leave this space right so I am fortunate enough now to have an office in my home. Thank goodness it's so, so great. Uh, but for years I didn't. I had a really small apartment and I had a pretty small bedroom, didn't have a proper desk. So like I said, you know, now I have an office and it's awesome because I can close the door and just I know that I'm doing work in there. However, it's so funny because even with an office, I personally get really antsy when I'm like, in any one environment for too long thanks to uh, my ADD so even with my office sometimes if I'm in there for just days I'll need to switch it up I'll need to go work at the dining room table or on the couch or somewhere else to just switch up my environment so I tend to do that a lot (laughs) which is great Um, but another thing is like to transition it from work to play I like to like make my bed do things that are really showing like okay this was my relaxation time my bed was all messed up my clothes were on the floor and now I'm going to clean my environment and make it feel a lot more professional and a lot more work friendly so that's tip number one transition your space from pleasure to work and don't work in your bed if possible (laughs) my tip number two is to do your same morning routine So routines, as you guys know, and as I've talked about a lot, are so, so, so important for so many reasons. Once we get locked into a routine, it's so much easier for our brains to associate like that routine with productivity, with accomplishing things, with whatever it is that you are doing for work. So if you get coffee the second you get into the office normally, then make coffee at home right before you sit down to start working. I've talked about this technique called habit batching before, and what that means is it's where you're pairing one habit or one task or one thing that you're doing with another one and the the act of pairing those together especially one that's associated with a smell or a sound or a feeling your brain will start to associate those together and you'll start to train yourself to always do the one habit with the other so let me explain Basically, habit batching is effective in not only building and creating new habits, but also in sticking to routines. So what I mean by that is our brains will literally associate one action or feeling or taste or smell or sound with another. So if you're someone who drinks coffee or you grab your coffee right when you get into the office, you go sit at your desk and you start emailing, your brain is literally associating the taste and smell of coffee with like productivity and with beginning a task, with working. So if you are doing that at home, it'll actually help trick your brain to get into that mode, into that zone. So try to keep your same morning routine, whatever that is. Act as though you're getting up, you're getting ready, you're doing whatever you would need to do and then you're going downstairs, you're making your coffee or you're doing whatever you would do next. Um, And then you're sitting down and you are focused on your workday. You're no longer at home, able to just do whatever you want. You're really getting yourself in that zone of doing work. And with that actually goes my third tip, which is to use the time that you would normally commute to either accomplish a personal goal or to get in the right headspace to tackle the day. So if you guys do have a commute when you go to work, if you drive, whether it's, you know, short or far or you walk or you bike if you have to leave your house to go somewhere that is a commute and without you even knowing that commute is resetting your mind it is kind of giving you this buffer of space and time in between when you're getting ready at home to when you're sitting down and starting to work 
Um, And I think that that buffer time, that like little period of just doing something else, whether it's just staring at the road, listening to music, or whether you're listening to a podcast, or even if you're making a call, whatever it is, you are separating that being at home, doing your thing at home to getting to the office. So if you usually have a commute and obviously you're working from home now, then I recommend you really intentionally taking that time still. Obviously, if you have like an hour commute, you don't need to take an hour. But I would I would say that, you know, after you get up and you do your same morning routine, go take some time to reset your mind and just relax for a second before you get all stressed and you know busy with work so this could include meditating reading going for a walk in the neighborhood listening to a podcast whatever it is Um, but I highly recommend not jumping right onto the computer and your email and your phone I definitely have this problem I will say I think something I've struggled with with working from home and still kind of do is that I don't give myself that period of relaxation the second I'm awake I'm already a little bit anxious about who's been emailing me and has someone tried to call me or text me like it makes me feel like my workday needs to start right then, but that's just not the truth. It just shouldn't. I mean, it's not not the truth. It's not it's not how it should be. And I know that that's a personal kind of mental block where I feel that pressure. But again, when you're driving somewhere to work, the reason you don't feel that mental pressure sometimes, or maybe you do occasionally, of course, if you're like late or you know you know that you got some email that you're antsy to respond to, but. But other than that, like the reason that you normally wouldn't feel that way is because you're stuck in the car. You're like, well, sorry, like I have to drive to this office. So excuse me, boss, you can't get mad at me because I have to drive (laughs) to go into work. Um, So it's harder to give yourself that same cushion, that same leeway and that same kind of period of relaxation once you're awake when you work at home. So that's why I'm just advising you and, you know, I need to practice what I preach. It is very hard for me to not jump right in, but I am advising you to really take that time whether it's 15 minutes or an hour and just either accomplish your personal goal get something done or get something you know figured out that you've been kind of putting off or something that you want to do or just take that time to reset your mind and just relax listen to something do whatever you want to do tip number four is it four yes tip number four is to get dressed now this is a funny one and this is actually one that I only just recently stopped started what I can't speak this is one that I only just recently started and I was talking to some friends who were saying to me that it makes a huge difference in their productivity when they actually get ready for the day now personally I'm not a big you know makeup wearer or you know I don't like wearing clothes that aren't comfortable in my house so I don't do that but what I realized is that it's not just about putting on makeup or like wearing jeans or wearing, you know, nicer clothes. It's just about transitioning again from your nighttime, your relaxation, your at home to your work mode. So even if it's comfy clothes, I just recommend, I highly recommend just change out of your pajamas, wash your face, get yourself feeling like you're ready for the day and not just lounging around. Even if you don't put on makeup, just change your clothes, wear comfy clothes if you want, but wear clothes that you didn't wear to bed. Maybe wear like yoga pants if you're a female or whatever, whatever you guys want. But I definitely recommend changing, brushing your teeth, washing your face, brushing your hair, even just putting it up. Like any little step like this, again, we're kind of just tricking our minds into thinking that, okay, we're in a different phase of our day now. Like before we were in bed, now we are starting something new. And that's just kind of how our brains operate. 
So that's tip number four, get dressed. This actually makes a huge difference. Every time I do this, it's crazy because I love wearing just baggy sweatpants, baggy sweatshirts, but every time I actually just put on like yoga pants and a sports bra and like you know, a more fitted t-shirt and brush my hair and put it in a ponytail and wash my face, put on lotion and chapstick. Literally something as simple as that makes me feel so much more productive. It's so weird. It's such a mentality, but it definitely works. Tip number four is to try to set some phone guidelines for yourself. So obviously working from home, you need to be able to communicate with your coworkers and your boss. So we're going to be on our phones a lot more than usual. But what I highly recommend is in order to eliminate distractions and kind of not let yourself really go overboard on your phone, set some guidelines, set some timers where you're not on it for a certain period of time. So if you know that you have a task to accomplish, it might take you an hour, literally put your phone on do not disturb for an hour and just try your best to accomplish that task without the distraction. I think that one of the biggest things that happens at home is that you don't have anyone kind of looking at what you're doing. You don't have a boss breathing down your neck. You don't have people walking by and seeing you be on your phone. So I feel like it's a lot easier to get distracted. You see a notification, you look at your phone, you deal with it. But honestly, you guys, studies say and show that every little distraction that you get can put you like 15 minutes behind on what you're doing. So you could be writing an email and super in the zone and you see a notification on your phone, you look over and you go to respond to that text. Sometimes the total time of you responding, but also just getting your brain back in that zone of that email you were writing can be 15 minutes. So imagine how many times a day we get distracted. It's pretty insane. So what I recommend is putting your phone on do not disturb um, when you can, like when you know that you want to not be distracted. And I just kind of think about it like this, the same way you wouldn't be texting your friends in a one-on-one meeting with your boss. Like you go into a meeting and you either put your phone, you know, somewhere else or you don't bring it in or you're on do not disturb and you're like, okay, everyone can wait. Like I'm in a meeting, right? The same way that you would do that, you need to try to have the same discipline at home. And again, this is very, very hard for me. I definitely, you know, I'm bad at putting my phone down, but it's more because I get kind of anxious about missing things which if you think about it is an insanely silly logic because again it's like okay well I have a job and I'm at a job and they're at a job so if I don't answer I'm working but I think that people have this preconceived notion that people working from home are just free all the time and you can just talk to them whenever because they're just doing their own thing but we still have a lot of stuff to do like people who work from home still have jobs so I think that you need to take your own schedule seriously. You need to take your own discipline seriously, but also other people need to understand that just because you're at home now doesn't mean you're able to just communicate 24-7. And that's something that I've been battling for a couple of years is just especially people who don't work from home, not understanding that me working from home doesn't just mean that I'm completely free 24-7. And to be honest, I don't blame people. Like when people look at my life and my job, they're like, all right, you make a podcast, you make videos, you edit, and you like post things on social media, you take Instagram photos. You know, in their minds, that could be like not taking that much time or like, oh, I can move around my schedule whenever. But people do not understand how busy a life like that is. Like you don't understand, not you, people, some people don't understand everything that goes into it and I don't actually blame them I get how it can look like that but what I've learned is it's really important not only for yourself but for you to actually really communicate to your friends and to your family and to anyone who maybe thinks this way and say hey you know I really have a busy day and I need to put my phone down and not talk the same way you do so I'll text you at 5 p.m or whatever 
So try to work on that. Um, it, it does really help when you're able to do that. I've been having a lot of conversations with people recently and I've gotten a lot more people to understand that that's how my life operates and that I'm so sorry if I can't answer everything, but that I'm not ignoring them and it's not like I can just move everything around and people are very receptive. So you can always have that conversation if you need to. Tip number six is also on the note of eliminating distractions is just try to eliminate distractions. That's really just the only tip. Again, it's it's pretty difficult to do this, but I know if any of you guys have kids or roommates, it's definitely going to be harder to separate yourself and work from home and not think about the other people around you. So again, with the roommate situation, try to just communicate to them that you have to kind of hold yourself up in your makeshift office and really focus on this and that you can't really talk until whatever time. And for the most part, people should be very understanding. If you have kids, maybe see if you can get some daycare or see if you can put them on a play date. Um, but of course, if they have to be in the house, uh, maybe just try to have something to keep them occupied so you can get as much stuff done as possible. I don't have kids, so I unfortunately can't advise too much on that. But honestly, I'm sure there are a lot of mommy bloggers and people out there who could probably give you some really good tips on that if you do have kids. All right, we're going to take a really quick break. When we get back, we will get right on into tip number seven. What's with Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew is like a zipline of incredible flavor directly into your brain. Mountain Dew is like getting punched in the mouth with pure neon refreshment that creates a neural explosion sending flavor shards of electric brain pulses into your very core of being. Okay, maybe that's a little over the top, but you get the idea. The fact is, the mind-bending challenge of describing the taste of Mountain Dew is way harder than just experiencing it. That, of course, is easy. Just grab a nice cold dew, crack it open, and toss them back. Mountain Dew. Do the dew. We are back. Hello. Okay, so tip number seven is probably my favorite tip, and that's because I talk about this all the time, and that is plan tomorrow today. I think that planning tomorrow today is good for is like very vital and important to anyone whether you work from home or not I think everyone should do this but I also understand that when you are at a job at an office sometimes stuff comes up well same with same with if you're working at home but you know sometimes you're not fully in charge of the way that your schedule for the next day is going to go down Um, but basically what this is is that at the end of your work day everything is very fresh in your mind you know what you accomplished you know what you didn't get around to you know what your longer term tasks are you know if someone emailed you to ask you to do something else it's all very fresh so the goal here with planning tomorrow today is while that's all fresh in your brain to jot out a pretty specific like hour by hour schedule and to-do list for the next day now this is beneficial for a couple reasons number one again it's all fresh in your brain so in the morning you're not having to like scramble to remember oh did I finish that thing did I send this thing out you just it's fresh it's at the end of the day even though you're tired you're just gonna write it down really quickly Um, Another benefit that probably the biggest benefit is just that you want to be able to go to sleep not feeling stressed about what you have to do the next day or to be more clear like you may be stressed about the tasks but you don't want to have unnecessary stress over remembering the tasks or worrying that you're going to forget to do something or like not remembering what you're supposed to do tomorrow. 
I used to do this like before I would plan the next day at night. I used to kind of go to bed and be like, well, okay, like when I wake up, I'll figure everything out. But I found that not only did I not get as good of a night's sleep, but when I would wake up, I'd wake up immediately stressed and anxious like, oh my God, what am I supposed to do? Am I behind? When I started planning tomorrow today, I would write in my planner hour by hour what I intended my schedule to be. And then I would put it away, go to bed, have an awesome sleep. And when I woke up, instead of having that initial panic, I would completely forget what I was supposed to do today. Like literally I'll wake up and be like, what am I doing today? I don't know. Let me go look at my planner. And like having it just all listed out and thought out already is the best thing ever. And then you just follow the list. And it literally eliminates so much anxiety and stress. And I also want to emphasize that when you do this, this does not mean that this has to be your permanent schedule. Like, of course, things are going to come up. Of course, you may misestimate something or have to like move something around or switch the times. But that's completely okay. I still think it's way more beneficial to have some sort of foundation of a schedule and to work off of that than to just have no idea and no direction for the day. Because you're also a lot more productive when you have a direction, when you know the things that you need to accomplish. And another tip that I have with the planning tomorrow today is to use the Ivy Lee method. And what this method is, is that so obviously I recommend putting everything out like at listing hour by hour everything that you're going to do but then I also recommend on the side having six bullet points and these six things are going to be tasks that no matter what you have to finish before the end of the day. So either the biggest or most important things and it could be anything from like working out to you know finishing editing this video you just have to list out what are the things that you cannot stop tomorrow without having done and I just find that this really helps me if I ever do end up shifting things around I can just peek over to my list of six and make sure that nothing will screw up those six things and that as long as I get those six things done the rest are not 100% vital to like my day you know like oh I can maybe push this thing to tomorrow but as long as you know that the things you have to get done today are listed out and you're not going to forget about them and you're going to prioritize them then that's really helpful. And of course, this is getting very much into productivity, so we don't need to fully go down that route. But on the, on another note with that, with the working from home, if you are a little bit more flexible, like if your boss isn't telling you kind of what to do each hour, I highly recommend putting the most daunting tasks first. Sometimes those are the ones that take the longest. Sometimes they're the ones that are the most mentally challenging, but sometimes they're just the ones you hate the most. And I'm telling you right now from experience, just get it done first. You have the most energy. Once it's done, you're, you don't have to stress about it anymore. And then you can do all the other stuff. There's nothing worse than like putting it off till the end. And the, the whole day you're thinking about it. It's literally terrible. So I recommend doing the hardest stuff first and planning tomorrow today because it's just awesome. So effective. Tip number eight is to communicate clearly. So not only with your roommates and your friends or anyone that could be a distraction, but to communicate clearly with your boss and with your coworkers. Something that I have definitely uh, struggled with, not working from home for myself, but I've done consulting gigs, I've done freelance that were working remotely. And something I really struggled with was getting on board with communication because even in a normal work setting at an office, everyone has a different communication style, right? You always have that person that you just can't quite like understand why they're doing what they're doing when they're doing. <laughs> and I'm sure there are people that feel that way about you. So if you can imagine working remotely makes this even more difficult. You, you know, you have this sense of wanting to prove that you're getting your stuff done, but you also don't want to over communicate and be annoying. So there's, there's this balance. And I have had a couple struggles 
with this with other people and I'm not I don't think it's their fault or my fault it's just something that happens with working remotely is that communication can get a little bit tricky so what I recommend to kind of avoid any miscommunications or you know you know having your boss like think you're not doing anything is just communicate clearly just right at the start of working from home whether it's now just for a period of time or whether you're asking for a more permanent remote position you need to sit down with your boss or with your manager or with your team and you need to not only manage expectations clearly, talk about deadlines, talk about what is actually manageable to get done at home and also talk about what communication style you guys want. Do they want daily updates? Do they want to check in with you once a week? Do they want you to send over everything you're doing? Like what do they want so that they know that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing so that you don't have to stress sitting there being like, I'm working, but what if they think I'm not? Or like I just posted, you know, this lunch on my Instagram story. Are they going to think I'm just like not working today? Um, I know that's something I struggled with all the time. So it's so important to just communicate about that and to also communicate about trust, like to straight up say, hey, Um, you know I want to make sure that we can build trust in this situation I want to make sure that you know what I'm doing and that you can trust that I'm getting my work done what's the best way for us to go about communicating this week or this month or whatever it is Um, and I, I always just find that having these conversations straight up right at the start is the best tip number nine Ooh, this is my last tip tip number nine the last tip is to oh no I have two one more tip okay wait I have 10 tips all right (laughs) tip number nine is to take advantage of breaks during the day so the beauty of working from home is that you are able to eat and take breaks right in the comfort of where you're working which can be super nice and awesome and convenient like you know you walk over to the kitchen to make lunch and you don't have to go anywhere you don't have to wait in any lines it's like just right there which is awesome but I do want to emphasize that you need to make sure to actually take breaks Um, and not just bring your lunch over to your work and keep going. I think most people probably struggle more with the being productive and disciplined part rather than the taking breaks part, but you'd be surprised once you're in that zone and at home, not only can people kind of expect you to be online more because you're at home, but you can also just get stuck like, oh, it's fine. I'll just take my lunch over and like not take a break. Um, And I just feel like it's so important to make sure to take breaks, give your brain that time, even if it's five minutes, 10 minutes, like, or an hour, make sure to take those breaks. It's so important. And if you're like me, I actually have the problem of not taking enough breaks. I also have the problem of not stopping my workday when it's supposed to stop, like, normally. Like, I'll tell myself, okay, you know, by, like, 6.30, I really want to not be working and actually transition my headspace from, like, working to relaxing but my problem is I won't finish a task and I'll just keep going and all of a sudden it's 10 p.m. and I'm like even though I'm loving what I'm doing because I love my job that's not healthy you know I cannot be working from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. that's just not cool so make sure to take advantage of your breaks make sure to take the breaks you normally would if you have a lunch break and you go for a walk to get food maybe go for a little walk in your neighborhood make sure to just give your brain those breaks And even if it's a small break, um, if you guys have heard of the Pomodoro technique, which is more than just tomatoes or tomato sauce or whatever, it actually means you're like doing a certain task for 25 minutes and then you're taking a five minute break. And the five minute break can be anything, but like right when that timer goes off, you just stop looking at whatever you're looking and you scroll through your phone or you just sit there or you listen to a song, whatever it is. I think there's an app for that if you want to have that timer. Um, It's actually really good for staying on track and productivity because it's like 25 minutes of just sheer focus and concentration. 
Okay, tip number 10, my final tip, and this is such a good one, you guys. This, I think, is probably the most beneficial tip that not a lot of people talk about, Um, but this is actually to transition your environment back from work to home. So same way in the morning, we kind of like get into that work zone. This one is so, so, so important. When you finish work, you need to decide, okay, I'm done and actually like consciously be done. Put your laptop away, stop responding to work emails, whatever it is, and then actually do things to your environment that make it feel like it has shifted from an office to a house. For example, you can dim the lights in your living room. If you were working on the couch all day, Make sure to like pick up the things around you, dim the lights, you can spray some air freshener, light a candle, and little things like that seriously can transition a space in two seconds from feeling productive and sophisticated and like, oh, this is an office, to relaxation, cozy, home, that sort of thing. So I highly recommend picking out a couple things you can do to your environment to just switch it up. We typically like dim our lights and turn on our LED strip that's behind the TV, which is like a color. So it's super cool and vibey. So we like to do that. And that always makes me feel like, oh, this is not just my living room during the day anymore. This is my nighttime, chill, relaxed environment. So those are my 10 working from home tips. I hope that these helped you out. If they did, let me know. Leave me some comments. Leave me some reviews or go find me on Instagram. We're chatting a lot over there about this whole crazy thing. So you can follow at the self-made CEO for more amazing daily motivation and tips and little tidbits from these episodes. Um, And I will maybe be posting actually a few more episodes during all of this since I'm home and just isolated and basically all I have time to do is content. So the world is my oyster. All right, you guys, thank you so much for being here. I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Hello, this is Discover. And we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter. And you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover exceptionally common sense.